Any examples used are for illustrative purposes only and do not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and may not be suitable for all investors. It is not intended to predict the performance of any specific investment and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Welcome to Money Matters with Mike, with your host, Mike Zeno. Get set for a full hour of financial information and economic news affecting your bottom line. Mike works hard each day to educate Americans like you on how to reach the financial freedom they've worked so hard for. And he can help you, too. So now, let's start the show. Here's Mike Zeno. What's up, what's up, what's up? It's Mike Zeno coming to you from Fort Mill, South Carolina. Happy Saturday, people. What a great time to be alive in these United States of America. And Money Matters with Mike is a show designed to arm you with information and give you plenty of meat on the bone to chew on each and every single week. And today is not any stranger to the meat on the bone that we're bringing. On today's show, we are going to discuss unlocking the power of your retirement savings. And I'll ask the question, is your 401k an asset or a liability? As always, I have the distinct honor and privilege of being joined by the one and only my co-host and producer extraordinaire, Mr. Matt McClure. Matthew, how are you doing today, brother? I'm doing great, Mike. I hope you are as well, sir. Buddy, I am very well. We got a little reprieve this week from all of the rain. It was uh, sunshine for you know much of the week, and so had a chance for you know to kind of dry out a little bit. Although it's been a little been a little chilly, a little windy, but you know what? It's uh, I tell people all the day. Every day is a great day when you wake up. When you're able to look out a window and stare at branches instead of roots, you know you you, you got something to be thankful for. That's right. That's right. I'd rather be standing six feet tall than be six feet under. That's uh, pretty much how I think about that. Uh, but anyway, I wish I yeah, was no, six feet tall. Well, <laughs> I am actually just a little bit above six feet tall, so I can I can say that, you know. Yeah. Um, but a lot of great stuff to get to today, and I love the way you tee up the show here, Mike, and asking that question: Is your four hundred one k an asset or a liability? Because I think that a lot of people who um, have been working for a long time, working for years and years and putting away into their 401k are probably thinking, um, well, I certainly hope it's an asset after all this time <laughs> I've been putting it, putting money into it, right? <laughs> that's, that's true. I know a lot of times 401ks become 201ks though because of the uh, the performance of the market and the exposure that folks are you know uh, exposed to, uh, the exposure they're exposed to. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Profound words. That That's not our quote of the week, by the way, folks, but uh, we're going to get to that <laughs> in, in just a second. I uh, wanted to say, though, uh, as, as Mike already uh, did as we started the show, just reiterate how grateful we are to you, our listeners, for joining us here for Money Matters with Mike each and every week. You can hear us here on WRHI. You could also uh, listen to the podcast. Uh, you can go to moneymatterswithmike.com. That's moneymatterswithmike.com. Or you can go to your favorite podcast app. We are in all of them. So go there and search for Money Matters with Mike. The YouTube channel is full of great content. Again, just go to YouTube, search Money Matters with Mike there. And you can also go to Facebook and do the exact same thing. And there's a lot of great content you, you're probably not going to find anywhere else there on our Facebook page, Mike. 
you know, Matt, you just mentioned our YouTube channel. Um, I was absolutely astounded. One, one of one of our producers contacted me this week and was like, hey, what, what are you doing? We've had so many new subscribers and so many new views on, on the YouTube channel. And I think, you know, it kind of goes in line with the time of the year. People are trying to, you know, they're putting those New Year's resolutions into place and, and they're really trying to gain control of their finances. And so they're visiting our YouTube channel and watching all of and we've got you know a year and a half worth of episodes up there that people are actually watching and getting caught back up on just as as a great reminder of some you know awesome financial practices to put into habit yeah and and there's a lot of great information as we say on there and almost any kind of you know question or uh, problem that you might be having chances are there is a related video with mike explaining uh, a lot about the issue that you that you might be experiencing so uh do that go to the the website moneymatterswithmike.com go to the youtube channel uh or the facebook page and reach out. You can actually call Mike as well, 704-560-1573, 704-560-1573. He keeps that phone on him at all times. And uh, if he doesn't answer, which is rare, he will call you back just as soon as humanly possible. So that is a promise he will make to you. Um, a lot of great stuff to come up, Mike. Not only are we going to talk about 401ks, we're also going to talk about the bonds that might be in someone's investment portfolio. You know, a lot of people have been clinging to that old 60-40 portfolio idea, 60% stocks, 40% bonds. And that's just kind of been a guide for a lot of people for decades and decades. Is that still something that you should be doing? That's the question that we're going to ask and answer uh, coming up here in just a few minutes. Also, some social security talk and what you need to do to maximize your benefit and also talk about how much you are paying in fees. You want to make sure that that number is as small as humanly possible. First, though, let's uh, get things kicked off here with our financial wisdom quote of the week. And now for some financial wisdom, it's time for the quote of the week. And this week's quote comes from none other than Real, Will Rogers. Easy for me to say, Will Rogers. <laughs> it's going to be one of those and weeks, Matt. Words are hard. It, it is. <laughs> I know. Uh, first day with my new tongue here. But uh, Will Rogers, again, is his name or was his name because he died in 1935. Uh, but he said this. One time, quote, a man only learns by two things. One is reading. The other is association with smarter people. <laughs> Boy, I love that because, you know, you kind of you hang out with people who are, uh, you know, not quite uh, as smart as you are. You're not going to be learning a lot of stuff. But if you hang out with people who know more than you, you can learn from them. You can be like a sponge and just yeah. take it in. I love that quote because, you know, I, I kind of heard something similar, right? It's like, all right, you know, you definitely want to read and not read necessarily fiction unless you're just trying to, you know, lose yourself and take your mind off stuff, but lead, you know, read things that are going to lead to personal development. And so, you know, I also heard it said, if you hang out with five losers, you're probably going to be the sixth. And if you hang out with five millionaires, you're probably going to be the sixth. Hungry for something to chew on? Here's some meat on the bone. And so when we apply his quote to savings and investing for retirement, I think it just emphasizes the importance of education 
and then learning from others, particularly those who have expertise in financial matters. So, you know, the first thing is reading, because what does that do? It provides an education on financial literacy. And so people that are listening, you guys need to educate yourselves about just basic financial concepts, uh, including investment options, risk management, and retirement planning. So whether you're reading books, whether you're reading articles, or any type of reputable financial resource that can enhance your understanding of all the complexities involved in managing your finances and preparing for retirement. So just by tuning into this show on a weekly basis, you're definitely enhancing that because what I try to do is take those financial complexities and break them down into plain and understandable English, right? And so, you know, you also want to pay attention to market trends because Staying informed about market trends and economic indicators and different investment strategies through reading, through listening to the show, can help you make informed decisions and not just making decisions by the seat of your pants, especially when we're talking about your retirement investing. Okay. And then, as far as associating with smarter people, that just enables you to learn from the experts. Okay. So, the first thing that I would mention is seek the guidance of a financial professional. Why? Well, they can provide valuable insights into personalized financial planning. And so we experts can help you navigate all of those complexities as far as investment options, tax implications, as well as risk management, and then networking. Definitely want to surround yourself with financially savvy and experienced individuals, whether that's through a networking event Uh, whether that's through discussion groups, mentorships, any of those can offer different perspectives. And that I think is huge, right? Things that you might not uh, have thought about before, and then practical insights into successful retirement planning. So again, in the context of, you know, working toward a, a successful retirement, I think Will Rogers's quote suggests that you should actively seek the knowledge, not only from books and educational materials, but by also engaging with knowledgeable people who can provide guidance just based on their experiences and expertise. Well, this is why I hang out with you every week, Mike. I mean, that's just bottom line. Um, I, <laughs> I got to hang out with smarter people in order to grow. And that's what I do here uh, when we uh, are on the air with Money Matters with Mike. Um, because really and truly, though, I, I, I do have to say over the last year and a half that we've been doing this show and and many, many more uh, months and years to come, I'm sure the um, knowledge that I have gained just from the fact that, as you said, you know, take taking those complicated concepts and putting it into plain English so people can understand it. Gosh, that's so important because so many people are intimidated by, you know, money management and and their money matters um, right. of all kinds, you know. And so I think that really boiling it down to where it's approachable mm-hmm. uh, is kind of the first step in in making uh, people better educated when it comes to their finances. Yeah, and and not for nothing, guys and gals that are listening right now, that is something that I absolutely pride myself on. And and I would challenge you, if you were to Google the Zeno Group, all right, that is my company, the Zeno Group. Money Matters with Mike is the radio show, but my company is the Zeno Group. If you would just Google that and click on the reviews of people who have just, you know, met with me and that I've been able to help throughout of the throughout the years, 
I think you're going to be absolutely astounded. And then I want you to Google best retirement advisor near me and see how many reviews they have. Like that's a challenge that I throw out a gauntlet. I want you to actually do that because I think you'll be astounded. And when I take care of the people who then are, you know, willing to go out on, on uh, public forums like Google and, and put their testimony, you know, if you mess up, they're going to tell a thousand people. But if you do well, it's rare that people actually will give you a compliment. And so I take that as a, as a badge of honor and I wear it proudly because those people have been willing to do that. Yeah. And that's a great, great thing to do, folks. Just, yeah, as Mike says, the Zeno group, just search for that on the old Google machine and uh, read those reviews. You can also go to the website for the show as well if you want to reach out to Mike and uh, get some more information about anything that we have talked about so far or will talk about over these next, oh, I don't know, 45 minutes or so that uh, remain in the show, almost almost 50 minutes in the remaining of the show. You can call Mike at 704-560-1573. 704-560-1573 or go to the website again it's moneymatterswithmike.com all right mike well um to kind of the the one of the bigger parts of the show here that uh, we sort of teed up a little bit ago there are a lot of people who still stick to that 60 40 portfolio ratio right 60 percent mm-hmm. stocks 40 percent bonds but there's been this sort of growing movement over the past a uh, couple of years, especially uh, since things have been kind of wonky uh, in the bond market, particularly. Um, so there has been this growing movement to replace the bonds in people's portfolios and, and replace them with this particular type of product called a fixed indexed annuity. And we'll get to kind of the ins and outs of that in just a moment. But first, why are uh, people considering that and or making that move to replace those bonds? You know, I think I think the biggest reason is is safety and guaranteed growth, right? That that is literally the biggest reason because you know if you look at the economic conditions over the past few years, if you look at the global conditions, I mean, the only bonds that have actually performed are disaster bonds um, because there's been a lot of warring going on and a lot of economic uncertainty. In fact, the bond market as a whole had its worst year in history in 2022, and so we've seen. It just a just kind of a, a migration, a mass migration away from bonds and into something that is guaranteed that you don't have to pay any fees for, or if you do, they're extremely minimal, but you have guaranteed growth in a protected environment. And when the index choice that you have chosen for your money, if it were to be negative, guess what? That's where the protections kick in and you're guaranteed not to lose a penny. So for that reason, alone i think that's the biggest you know cause of this mass migration i mean it is not your grandfather's you know portfolio mix anymore things you know we've come a long way since pagers okay and the rotary phone um you know now technology is such that you know it, it enhances living and some of you listening may say I humbug. I hate technology. I wish we could go back to that. And part of me feels that way too. You know, technology is a love-hate relationship. When it works, I love it. When it doesn't, I want to take it out and use it for target practice. But, you know, bottom line is, is when things evolve, when you know better, you do better. 
Yeah, that's I, I think that's really the lesson there. And now, you know, we know better. A majority of people are concerned about all the bank failures. As you said, Mike, there's been a bunch of economic upheaval, a couple of bank failures last year that were um, just really shocking to uh, for us to all kind of see and, I, and, you know, a lot of people to experience as well uh, with Silicon Valley Bank and a couple others went through some big, big troubles there. Um, and then, you know, you have to think because of those bank failures, how safe is the money that you actually have in mm. in banks or in bank CDs? I mean, there we, we've talked about this before, but I think it's been it's been a good while. So it's a great time to bring it up as part of this conversation. That's reserve requirements. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, typically banks are, you know, designed and built to make money. So every dollar you deposit into a bank, the, the law only requires them to keep 10 cents. They're lending out 90 cents of your money so that then, you know, if there is an economic scare and people start withdrawing their money in masses, they don't have enough liquidity to be able to give everybody the money. And then guess what banks have done with your money? They're buying bonds, longer term bonds. So if they don't have enough capital reserves, they're having to sell their bonds at a loss, which is the reason why these banks have gone out of business. And then if you can believe this or not, back in March of 2020, the Board of Governors of the Federal Reserve System, they reduced the reserve requirement ratios on all net transaction accounts. Guess what, folks? To zero percent, eliminating reserve requirements for all depository institutions. So, you know, contrast that with the insurance companies that we work with who issue fixed indexed annuities. Get, guess what their reserve requirement is? It's not 10%. It's not 20%. It's 100%. So they have to have dollar for dollar reserves so that if there is ever any type of calamity or catastrophe or pandemic type event, they have the money. And then on top of that, depending on the state requirements, they're going to have a surplus of between five and 10%. But all the companies we with, most of them are well above even a 10% surplus. So you, when you're talking about your money being backed by dollar for dollar reserves, that gives people a huge sense of confidence and belief that their money is safe and not at risk. And another aspect of that safety and but also growth as well um, these annuities that we talk about, fixed indexed annuities in particular, can provide people with market like gains, right? Because they are not invested directly in a market index, but their growth is tied to a market index. Um, they can provide gains, but without that market risk, because as I say, they're not directly uh, invested in that particular index. Um, and also, the growth gets credited to your account based on how the growth in the index. But if that index goes down, boy, that you are protected. You you don't lose a penny. That's that's absolutely true. And so, you know, I like to use analogies all the time. So think of it like a casino. I know that many of our listeners out there have been to a casino and almost everybody that goes to a casino when they're walking out, they're like, dang it, I should have left, you know, two or three hours earlier. I was up. Right. But most people get greedy. And so, you know, with when your money is exposed to the market and shares are being bought and sold every single day, you have a lot of fluctuation, a lot of 
potential anxiety worrying about what's going on with your money. So imagine going to a casino, sitting down at a table, and the dealer says, hey, at my table, you can only win. If you win, I pay you money. If I win, we're just going to call it even. We'll push. I mean, how long would you play at that table? Probably a long time. And so like you said, with a fixed indexed annuity, instead of the shares being bought and sold every single day, most of them go on what is known as an annual point to point. So, you know, they'll look at, say, your your uh, contract issued on January 1st of 2024. Well, they'll go all the way through December 31st of 2024. And if there was a loss in the index, guess what, folks? Your money is 100% protected. Your worst that you can do is zero gain, meaning you cannot lose a single penny. But if there is a gain in the index, then your money is credited. That gain is credited to your account and then becomes part of your principal. So, you know, because of the reserve requirement, your money is much more protected when it's with an insurance company versus a bank. Yeah, it's just good, good news all around there. If that is something that, you know, can fit inside what is right for you in your particular situation. And that's really all what it boils down to is, is it right for you under your particular circumstances? Um, and, you know, that's a big reason to give Mike Zaniel a call at 704-560-1573, 704-560-1573, and find out if that is right for you in your particular situation. Um, now, Mike, we talk about it. A lot of people hear the word annuity and they and they think, oh, I've heard bad things about annuities from some, you know, financial guru who's probably getting paid to say bad things about annuities. Or I have, uh, you know, heard uh, or my, maybe say a relative or a friend had a bad experience with an annuity years ago. Right. Um, talk about how annuities, particularly the different types of annuities have kind of changed and grown over the years. I think really this particular kind of fixed index annuity kind of emerged uh, um, during the uh, 2008 financial crisis as kind of a real safe haven for people who had money in the stock market. Yeah, that, that is absolutely true. So first off, I will say that people that say I hate annuities, you may as well say I'm what I'm hearing is I hate food, right? You know, I may not like certain types of food, but I love other types of food. And 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 I think it's an education uh, matter. And people don't know that there are many, many, many different types of annuities. Guess what, folks? There are some annuities that I can't stand. I would never put my worst enemy in them. All right. Those are the old school annuities where you give an insurance company money and they charge you money to pay you your money back. And then if you die, guess who gets the money? The insurance company. I wouldn't put my worst enemy in something like that. But believe it or not, those still exist. OK, so you have to talk with somebody who knows and can navigate and, and guide you through which one is best for your individual situation. Well, you mentioned 2008, right? As the stock markets plummeted and traditional investment vehicles faltered, well, anyone who had money or a portion of their you know, portfolio in a fixed indexed annuity, they found themselves in a much, much more secure position. Why? Well, they didn't lose anything, okay? And so for those investors who owned annuities prior to that 2008, 2009 downturn, their annuity contracts protected their principal that was invested in the annuity. Meanwhile, the S&P 500, well, we all know what happened there. It lost 
46% of its value between October of 2007 through March of 2009. And so while I agree that fixed indexed annuities for most people, I will throw that in there, are not suitable investments for your entire portfolio, Many people choose to, you know, allocate somewhere between 30, 40 to I've seen 60 percent really just depends on what your goals and your objectives are um, into these personal pension type products, sometimes more depending on their individual situation. Yeah, and, and I love that um, phrase. I think that really is one that brings it home for people when we refer to it as a personal pension, because that's really what it is. I mean, you know, it used to be. You worked for a company uh, for years and years, you know, 40 years, let's say you retired, you got your gold watch and you started getting pension payments. And that was the company's responsibility was to that. That was, a you know, an agreement between, you know, you're saying I'm going to give you my blood, sweat and tears for four decades of my life. And then the rest of my life, you are going to pay me a certain amount of money um, going forward. And so that was what was the responsibility of the employer. Well, uh, the 401k, of course, which we will talk about in in uh, so at some length here in just a few minutes, uh, came along and changed all that, really threw it on its head, right? And so um, this is a way for people to get that same type of guaranteed income for the rest of their lives, but it's you know, it's um, kind of up to them, you know. It's a, again the responsibility no longer on the employer, but this is something that you can actually have control of, which is. Um, kind of refreshing in, a, in a, a big way, because I think a lot of people are, uh, if you're kind of like me, afraid to sort of give up control of a lot of things. This is something that you can control where your uh, money is going, of which vehicle you want to put your money into, and then give yourself that uh, personal pension, as you say, for the for the rest of your life. Yeah, and I think it's important for folks to understand, too, that every year you can reallocate where your money goes within the fixed index annuity because there are many different index choices. And typically what I'll do is I'll pick two or three um, just to kind of diversify within the FIA itself and then let the horses run for a year or two. And then we'll see, you know, which horses are pulling ahead of the race, so to speak. And then if it makes sense to reallocate more of the money that that are you know, had been allocated to the lagging horses, right? Then we can do that on an annual basis. And all that's doing is giving you a chance to capitalize on more of the upside, all while being 100% downside protected. And so, you know, the personal pension, I think that in and of itself can be huge because whether you want to establish an income stream, number one, that can never be outlived, um, and then it can also continue to grow so that when you become room temperature, you can leave that money, whatever the balance in the account is, to named beneficiaries, whether that be your spouse, your children, your church, your charities, you know, whoever you want to leave that money to. That's one of the biggest differentiators. And so some of them out there even offer you a little bit of an incentive to you know, make up for maybe some of the down years that you've had in the past. If you lost money in 2018, 2020, 2022, and you're trying to get back to where you were, well, we have products that are going to offer you somewhere between 10% and 20% of all of your deposits. And that's an immediate return on investment the day you replace whatever that was in, whether that be equities and stock market stuff or bonds or, you know, wherever you're placing the, that money from. So I think that can help people get back 
to where they were before they lost that money. Yeah, that immediate bonus there uh, in a lot of these uh, types of annuities really can uh, be something that can boost your uh, your retirement going forward and your uh, your hard earned money can be working even harder for you with that extra boost. Uh, so that's a that's a great, great thing. And then, of course, as we talked about, it's a personal pension for the rest of your life. You cannot outlive it mm-hmm. and it can grow. You can leave that money to your beneficiaries. And it also really when when you start generating that income um, from your fixed indexed annuity down the road, it really does allow not only, uh, you know, that that income. So, you, so you've got that. uh sort of paycheck replacement kind of thing going on, paychecks and playchecks, as we like to call them. But also your other retirement accounts can potentially still continue to grow as well because you're not having to tap into those because you've already got a stream or two streams of income, uh, depending on how many uh, fixed indexed annuities you have in your portfolio. That, that's true. I mean, it's going to eliminate any downward pressure from regular withdrawals of other assets. And so, you know, I've spoken about it. In fact, last week we spoke about it, and I know I've spoken about it before, about my strategy of laddering some of these fixed indexed annuities so that you, I'll be able to turn on income in successive years until I just don't need the money anymore. And if I don't need the money, then I won't turn on the income on the successive ones in the ladder. And that money will just continue to grow for legacy type purposes. So, you know, the old 60 40 portfolio was 60% stocks and 40% bonds, whereas the new 60-40 portfolio is 60% stocks and 40% in fixed indexed annuities. And so that bond replacement just allows you to take a large portion uh, of the risk as well as the fees off of the table. Risk and fees are no longer uh, a variable in the equation, so to speak, and you can do that in just one move, okay? And this is a much more market-efficient and fee-efficient strategy than what most of your money managers out there are implementing for their clients today. So if you would love to see how a personal pension could fit into your retirement plan, just pick up the phone, give me a call, 704-560-1573. Again, 704-560-1573. Folks, that is my personal cell phone. It's the only telephone number that I've had since 1997. Millions of folks have it. It gets blown up every day. But guess what? I'm extremely responsive. You can text me even at the same number with your name and your question, and I'm happy to respond. So, you know, bottom line is I want to help as many of our listeners who get in touch with me, all right, this week and help them compare their personal pension options so that you don't have to spend your retirement worrying about what's happening with the volatile stock market. Yeah. Boy, that's uh, <laughs> that right there is worth its weight in gold and silver and all of the precious metals and and uh, gems and everything else because you know you can't put a price on your peace of mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do, if you don't have to spend the, the less time you have to spend worrying, the better. Um, and if you know Mike Zeno can help you take some of that worry away, boy, that's just. Uh, that that's a that's a big relief, let's say, to put it lightly. <laughs> Look, folks, our, our you know, number one goal, my number one goal is to help clients make informed financial decisions that leave them feeling confident about taking the next step 
into retirement. I don't want you worrying about whether there's more month than money. I want to give you the peace of mind that comes with knowing you have a sound financial plan. So that's why I implore you to pick up the phone or go to moneymatterswithmike.com. Just get in contact with me. It's the beginning of the year. It's a great time to put your plan into action. Yes, absolutely right. And that first step, of course, is going to moneymatterswithmike.com or calling 704-560-1573. Okay, we talked for just just a brief fleeting moment about 401ks. And Mm -hmm. there are um, a lot of people, though, Mike, who are making mistakes with their 401ks. You know, I mean there are people who just kind of it's it's like a set it and forget it kind of thing they they kind of they start with an employer they sign up in the beginning they're like okay here's my contribution amount and that's it they never sort of think about it again just kind of let it do whatever it does and think well okay that's the only choice i have is to just let it do its thing but that is really not the case you have options for your yeah. 401k so take advantage of those, right? Yeah, there, there's no doubt. First off, you know, we had mentioned pensions, which was a, a defined benefit plan. And and pensions for maybe your parents and grandparents, you know, they were in effect when the life expectancy was much, much shorter than it is now. I mean, if you were living until, you know, or working until 55 to 65 and then dying very shortly thereafter, the onus wasn't on the company, okay? But as people started living longer, the onus became much more on the company when people are living into their late 70s, 80s, 90s, and even becoming centenarians. In a lot of cases, they were paying out way more over the course of the years than people had actually worked and paid into the system. So they came up with the 401k. And so most baby boomers that are either retired or on the cusp of retiring, members of that generation that are typically ages 59 all the way up to 77, you folks need to be extremely careful about the decisions that you are making inside of your 401ks. And we definitely want you to be aware of some common mistakes that you can avoid if you want to avoid surprises down the road and improve your overall financial retirement outlook. Yeah. And the number one mistake that we want to talk about here, Mike, is not saving enough for your retirement and your future. I mean, that's a that's a big one because, you know, if you don't have enough uh, going in, you're not going to have enough coming out when you need it. This is this is so true, and it is probably the number one mistake that I see. In fact, most people that I know are only contributing what their employer will match, if any, and that's somewhere between three and maybe six percent if you are lucky. And then I see them, you know, putting more money in savings elsewhere. But that doesn't really make sense for me, to me either, because if if you have an employer that's willing to match you at whatever percent, you have the ability to go above and beyond. And so whenever possible, you should try to max out your 401k contributions, as well as if you're 50 or older, taking advantage of what are known as catch up contributions. Okay. And so for this year, 2024, your annual 401k contribution limit is $23,500, excuse me, $23,000. And then if you're over 50, you can 
contribute an extra $7,500, which brings the total amount up to $30,500. Now, some of you out there listening are like, there's no way that I can put $30,500 away because I only make 40 or 50 or 60 or 70,000. And by the time taxes are taken out of it, I don't have a whole lot left. Um, that's why it's all the more important for you to get a plan in place. And you, maybe you're not able to max it out, but you do as much as you can afford. And instead of when you get a raise, increasing your lifestyle and taking that money home, well, if you put that money into your savings uh, vehicle in your 401k, and when I say 401k, folks, I'm talking about any employer-sponsored plan. So a 401k, a 403b, a, a thrift savings plan, if you're a federal employee, all of those are employer-sponsored plans, right? So not saving in retirement or not doing enough in retirement is probably the number one mistake. And so I'm, I'm going to recommend a minimum of 15% per year. And if you can't do that, try to work up to that. If you're already contributing more than 15%, I'm going to give you a, a high five because you're, you're on your way to you know having money, significant money, once you do retire. Another big mistake here too that people make with their 401ks and you know these are very common in 401ks are target date funds. Mm. Um that it's just not a well performing asset here in the last couple of years. Um, really, we actually have some stats here that we'll run through, Mike, about the past five years of target date fund performance. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it just doesn't seem worth it to me. So first off, a lot of people don't know what a target date fund is. And, and, and all you're doing is picking a date in the future and you're targeting that date for when you're going to need the money. And that's a, another mistake that people think that they're going to target the day that they retire. Well, if you've planned appropriately and accordingly, you probably shouldn't need the money when you retire, but may need it five to 10 years down the road. So I always like to you know, talk about choosing a proper target date if that's the way that you want to go. But typically, these are underperforming assets that are just loaded with fees. And so we did take a look at the last five years of performance, just from one major issuer of target date funds, which is Vanguard. And Vanguard can be found in a lot of 401k and 403 plan offerings. And so, you know, target date funds, number one, they're typically uh, in five-year increments. So the closest one now would be the 2025, and that's the year 2025. And then it would go to 30, 35, 40, 45, and 50, and so on and so forth, right? If we just look at the past five years of the 2025, well, that overall performance is down 6.1%, okay, plus you're paying fees. If we look at 2030 Vanguard Target Retirement Fund of 2030, that's down 2.5% over the last five years, plus you're paying those fees. And then if you look at the 2035, okay, which is still 11 years away over the past five years, that's still down 1.8% plus you're paying the fees. So the lack of customization there, um, you have to understand that target date funds are designed just to be a one size fits all, which means that they are likely not aligned perfectly anyway, with an individual's specific financial goals, their risk tolerance, their needs. Uh, and don't forget the fact that target date funds often have very high management fees, which can 
actually erode all of your gains or a significant portion of your gains over time, especially for long-term investors. So some target date funds may invest in other funds, which leads to layers of fees, and that can make it very challenging to understand the total cost of investing in a specific target date fund. Yeah, and that's that's absolutely right. And you, know, you talked about it being one size fits all. The <laughs> you know you might get lucky and it matches your particular needs, but you know luck, relying on luck, that's not a strategy. I mean, even a, a broken clock is is right twice a day. So you know there you go. You might you might get lucky, but you don't want to rely on that. You also have um, the risk tolerance uh, not necessarily matching your situation or your particular needs. Great right? point. That's a, that's a great point. So the level of risk taken by a target date fund is not going to align with every investor's actual risk tolerance. And so for some, that could result in an overly conservative or an overly aggressive portfolio. And so, you know, if you don't understand what is offered to you within your 401k or 403b or TSP, please, please, please consult with a financial professional that can help you at least navigate what your plan is offering and then maybe make some suggestions, provide some clarity on what they do and then offer guidance on maybe what you might consider instead of just depending on a target date fund. And I just happen to know a guy, by the way, um, his name is Mike Zeno, and you can uh, get in touch with him at moneymatterswithmike.com, or you can give him a call at 704-560-1573. All right, some more mistakes here that people are making with their 401ks. Boy, this is a big one that I think a lot of people have probably unfortunately had to do with inflation and, and yeah. all of that going on, and it's taking a withdrawal from their 401k plans. Yeah. Well, you know, when I meet with folks who've taken a withdrawal, I'm like, do me a favor, hold out your hand. And they normally hold it up with their palm up. Like I'm going to hand them something. I'm like, no, to turn your hand over. And then I just kind of give them a gentle tap on the wrist. And they're like, please don't do that again. And, and, and it's funny because it's not funny, but it's actually sad. A recent survey found that one in four boomers, so that's 25%, have already taken a withdrawal from their employer-sponsored plan. Okay. And the top reasons that they're taking out those withdrawals are pay down debt, uh, overcome health care expenses. Those are the top two. And that can be a very, very, very expensive mistake, if you, especially if you draw withdraw that money before you reach age 59 and a half, which I call your IRS birthday. Why they chose 59 and a half? I have no idea those six months or, you know, either way to 59 or 60, they think you're financial or responsible at 59 and a half, because if you take it before then, not only are you going to have to pay the taxes on the money that you withdraw, but good old Uncle Sam in the form of the IRS is going to slap your wrist with an extra 10% penalty. So, you know, the solution there is to do everything that you can in your power possible to not take money out of your retirement accounts too early. Okay. And people are like, well, I'm just taking my own money. Um, I've seen them take loans. Okay. Cause a lot of, a lot of 401ks have loan provisions and they mistakenly think that I'm just paying myself back. And the problem with that is you can take the loan, but they're going to charge you interest. And that interest, especially in the current interest rate environment is, is probably a little bit higher than what you could get money for on your own. And you got to remember that Albert Einstein once said 
uh, called Compound Interest, the eighth wonder of the world, and said that people who understand it will earn it, and people who don't, unfortunately, they're going to pay it. So please, please be careful to not live beyond your means. Uh, make sure you have an emergency fund in place to be able to assist you with any of those unforeseen uh, expenses, because we all know sometimes life gets in the way. But if you have the emergency fund in place, you should not need to tap into your retirement assets. Yeah, expect the unexpected there is the is the rule that goes along with that. And you um, talk about what, Mike, a minimum minimum really of six months in that emergency fund of your expenses? Yeah, I, I mean, I like to see six to 12 months. I mean, just think about this real quick. If you had a year's worth of your expenses sitting in an account that's only tap in case of an emergency, doesn't that make you walk around with your shoulders back and your head held high, knowing that you can handle pretty much whatever life throws at you? Um, if you've got a couple of weeks and, and, and you get hit with a, a transmission that drops on a car that's out of warranty, your HVAC goes out. Trust me, I just had to replace one Thanksgiving week when we had that cold spell here in the Carolinas and it was 55 degrees in my house. Thank God I had an emergency fund because I wasn't planning to replace a $7,500 unit. Um, but I had that in there and was able to write the check and didn't really feel it. So that's why you want to have that emergency fund, because if I'd have had to tap into my retirement accounts, I would not have been a happy camper. Yeah, it's a not uh, a fun situation to be caught, you know, in a situation where you have an emergency and you don't have the funds to cover it. Um, you're just kind of like, OK, what do I do now? And that's, again, gives you not only the funds to make that happened to, to make that payment to be able to cover whatever expense might pop up but it gives you peace of mind as well and as we say you can't put a price on that mm -hmm. um and then the fourth mistake people make with their 401ks mike uh and this one is my my favorite here because you can avoid the other mistakes just by not making this one um and the mistake is not seeking professional advice about your hard-earned money hmm I digress, right? Um, of all of the folks that I have counseled over the, the past decade and a half, you know, what I've found is that those folks, whether they're a baby boomer, whether they're a Generation X, whether they're a Gen Z, even a millennial, like it, it, those who have sought professional advice, they tend to have much, much larger balances than those who don't. Okay, and why is that? Well, many people don't know that they have the ability to take their 401k um, quarterly or annual statement into a financial professional, have that person review how they're allocated, where their money is, you know, really dive deep into what they're paying in fees. Maybe, you know, again, and, you know, just just educate them on the different choices that they have within their plan, because their employer just said, here, do this, sign this paper and let us know how much you want to contribute, you know? And, and so a lot of times they're just way too conservatively invested or way too aggressively invested. And by seeking that, uh, you know, financial professional advice and guidance that can give you clarity, but also enable you to make those small tweaks in your plan that over the course of 10, 15, 20, 30 years, Guess what that's going to do? I mean, people who don't seek the advice will have, you know, 33% of those who do seek professional guidance. 
Yeah, it's uh, really can make the world of difference. And just reach out, folks, to, to Mike Zeno. Uh, give him a call, 704-560-1573 to get that professional advice about your particular situation. It's going to be tailored to you. The The conversation is going to be tailored to you. The, um, you know, any advice is going to be tailored to you and your particular situation. So just reach out. You can also do it via moneymatterswithmike.com. That's moneymatterswithmike.com and just click the contact page there uh, and you'll, uh, you'll have access to Mike Zeno and all of the knowledge that he can bring your way. And talk about uh, that when, when people reach out, you know, because to uh, all of the listeners of this show, we always offer uh, the free full retirement plan consultation. It's at no obligation and no cost. Talk about that and what that experience is like for the listeners, Mike. Yeah. So, I mean, the first call we're going to have is probably going to be a 15 minute, what I call a discovery call. I'll you know tell you a little bit about me and my background. And I want to find out a little bit about more about you, your goals, your dreams, everything there. But, you know, if we decide to move forward, we're going to dive into uh, your situation, deep dive into your situation. Again, that's zero cost to our listener. And there's absolutely no obligation. You will only work with me if it makes sense for you. So, Again, that analysis that we'll provide, just diving deep into your personal situation. I think we can examine how much you are paying in fees, uh, especially in those 401ks, 403bs, TSPs, right? Um, we can help you cut out any unnecessary costs, uh, especially in IRAs uh, or any other type of retirement savings account. If you do have an annuity that you haven't purchased like in the last couple of years, um, it's probably not the right kind. And there's probably some better options for you. So we can kind of do an x-ray with those and see if we can put you in a better situation. And then we can also help you with social security maximization planning and determine the appropriate time for you to start taking your benefits. Bottom line is, is we're going to compare um, what is possible if you choose to work you know, with us versus if you don't, okay? Take the plan we give you and then you decide for yourself. But, you know, again, if you haven't heard from your advisor lately, please talk to me, get a second opinion, get a second set of eyes on your, on your situation. If you're in good shape, guess what? I'm going to tell you you're in good shape. But if I notice anything that you might be able to improve upon, I'll offer suggestions, okay? And we can help you set yourself on the path to retirement that you've always envisioned for yourself and for your family. And you can get started, folks, by going to moneymatterswithmike.com. That's moneymatterswithmike.com. Or give Mike a call at 704-560-1573. All right, Mike, just here in our last few minutes, I want to talk about Social Security a little bit. And uh, we went into, you know, uh, a little bit of detail last week about, you know, talking about multiple streams of income. One of the most important that uh, we are all, you know, all of us uh, tax paying Americans are going to receive, hopefully, unless, unless the Congress doesn't step up and do something about it. Um, is Social Security. And it's really kind of, you know, the, the, uh, the for lack of a better term, I guess, uh, as close to universal of an income stream as people will have in retirement as possible. But right. people want to make the most of it, right? So how do you go about maximizing your Social Security benefit? That is the question for our listeners today. And so a few what steps a great, here, Mike. Uh, yeah, what, 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 yeah. What, 
What a great question to ask, you know, and, and whether you believe Social Security is going to be here or it's not going to be here, you know, it's my personal belief. Social Security is not going anywhere because if, if they were just to get rid of it, you're going to talk about a global financial meltdown, not just here in the United States. Uh, do I think it'll be here in the same format? Probably not. They're going to have to tweak some things just to make it long term sustainable. But you know, because it's still going to be here, there are things you can do to maximize how much money that you get. And I think that first step is to work a minimum of 35 years. Okay. The social security administration, they take your highest paid 35 years that you worked in the labor force into account when they calculate your monthly benefit. And so as it stands right now, the maximum is $4,555 a month, which is nothing to sneeze at. Okay. That's great money. You'll have to have worked at least 35 years so that you don't have any zeros that are in your benefit calculation for any of those missing years. That's first and foremost. Number two would be earn an income equivalent to or greater than what's known as the wage cap, okay? And there, a lot of people don't even know that there is a wage cap when it comes to Social Security. So when you work, you pay taxes on your earnings for Social Security purposes only up to a certain point, and then that level varies from year to year. So in 2023, the wage cap was $160,200. So income beyond that threshold is not taxed from a social security standpoint. But to claim the maximum monthly benefit, your earnings much reach or exceed that wage cap for 35 years. So that is possible for some of our listeners, not probable for most of our listeners. But the more you earn, all right, the more you're paying into social security, which means ultimately the more you're going to receive when you start claiming uh, your benefit. And then Number three would be consider delaying Social Security. If you want to get the maximum, delay it all the way to age 70, if and only if you have longevity in your family. So you are entitled to your complete monthly benefit, 100% of your benefit, that is, at your full retirement age, which is either 66, 67, or somewhere in between with two, four, six, eight, or 10 months at 66, okay? Um, depending on the year that you were born. Well, every year that you delay filing your Social Security past your full retirement age, your benefit is growing by almost 8% compounded each and every single year. And so in order to snag the maximum Social Security benefit, you have to hold off filing all the way until age 70. So, you know, while collecting $4,555 a month from Social Security might seem nice, most seniors, you know, that's a little bit unrealistic because most don't have enough uh, income that high to qualify for the maximum benefit. But so if your Social Security is nowhere near $4,500, but rather in line with the current monthly average of around $1,800, it doesn't mean that you're doomed uh, to a cash-strapped retirement. So again, every year you delay, you're earning 8% more. Please don't forget, we can help you establish your own personal pension that you can never outlive so that you're not relying just on Social Security. Yeah, so give Mike a call once again. That number is 704-560-1573. 
or Mike Zeno, 704-560-1573. You can also go online to moneymatterswithmike.com. It's This Week in History. So we're bringing it back, Mike. We haven't had a chance to check in on This Week in History in a little while, a little while, several weeks now. Uh, but we're doing it this week by uh, talking about some big, important things that happened uh, this week in our history. And the first one, a historical moment on February 3rd, when the 15th Amendment to the Constitution was ratified. That happened in 1870. Uh, the amendment guaranteed the right for Americans to vote regardless of race, color, or previous condition of servitude. So regardless of whether or not they had been a slave before. Yeah. Can you imagine as a woman not being able to vote? Um, can you imagine as a person of color not being able to vote? I mean, I can't I can't actually put myself into that position because one of the things that I love to do is exercise the power of of my vote. You know, this year is an election year. Please, folks, make sure you get out there and vote and let your voice be heard. Something kind of along these same lines, Mike, uh, in the sort of civil rights area uh, on February 4th, 1913, civil rights icon and activist Rosa Parks uh, was born. Um, she's the first lady of civil rights as honored by the United States and the mother of the freedom movement as well. Um, boy, talk about a great, great figure in our history. And, and can you imagine the stance that she took back in 1913 uh, and what was going on to, to refuse to sit in the back of the bus? You know, I, I just think that that, that, you know, kudos to her for doing that. And one more here to share because we're just about out of time as I look at the clock, but I got to got to get this one in. Yes, we do. Being uh, an Atlanta boy myself um, on this date, February 5th in 1939, the legend himself, the Baseball Hall of Famer Hank Aaron was born. Hammer and Hank, who played 23 seasons in the major leagues with the Milwaukee and Atlanta Braves. Uh, he was inducted in the Baseball Hall of Fame in 1982. Of course, he hit his 755th career home run uh, in July of 1976. He was atop the all-time list until, of course, Barry Bonds broke that record Steroids. in 2007 with an asterisk, yes. Steroids. <laughs> and, of course, uh, Hank Aaron passed away at the age of 86 back in 2021 at his Man. home in Atlanta. Boy, there was no other like him. All right, Michael, that's going to do it for our time here this week, sir. But I thank you for everything that you bring to us each and every time. And uh, we'll do it again next week. Yeah, you know, despite our our, our tongue fumbling, you know, uh, throughout the show, I think this was a really, really good show. I hope our listeners got as much out of it as I did. OK, I actually get a lot out of doing each and every uh, one of these shows every single week. Matt, I thank you for everything that you bring to the show. But most of all, I have to thank our listeners, whether they're tuning in locally in the Charlotte Metropolitan Statistical Area, still fumbling with my tongue. OK, or you're listening on podcast without you. We don't have a show. So whatever you're doing this weekend, I hope you enjoy it to its fullest extent. And as always, make it a great day. Thanks for listening to Money Matters with Mike. You deserve to work with a licensed financial and insurance professional who can offer strategies for protecting and growing your hard-earned money. To schedule your free no-obligation consultation, visit MoneyMattersWithMike.com or pick up the phone and call 704-560-1573. That's 704-560-1573.
Not affiliated with the United States government. Mike Zeno does not offer tax, legal, or investment advice. Consult with your tax advisor or attorney regarding specific situations. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice. These opinions are not intended as investment advice, nor do they predict future performance of any product. All information provided is believed to be from reliable sources. However, we make no representation or warranty as to the accuracy of any statement. This information is intended to be educational in nature and does not provide a guarantee or a specific result. All copyrights and trademarks are the property of the respective owners. Amerilife assumes no responsibility or liability for the content of this message. The information contained herein is provided on an as-is basis with no guarantees of completeness, accuracy, usefulness, timeliness, or the results obtained from the use of this information. Fixed annuities, including multi-year guaranteed rate annuities, are not designed for short-term investments and may be subject to restrictions, fees, and surrender charges as described in the annuity contract. Guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuer.